Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey everybody and welcome back to Wake Up In Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach. And uh, last week I shared about paid in full uh, about the cross and why I have hope in this realm that I have been paid for. (laughs) All my sins have been paid for. All my past has been paid for. I'm a new creation because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ, my Savior, creating accessibility for the creator of the universe to come on the inside of me, the very glory of the Father, the, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Now I have become one with because of the payment that Jesus made. Isn't that exciting? Well, I bless you guys today. I also shared on what happened after the after the resurrection, what happened after the cross, what happened after the burial, what happened after Jesus went down and stole the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Uh, death was the final enemy to be defeated, and he was defeated at the cross. Every enemy is now underneath our feet, and we need to start acting like we are the victors that God paid for us to be. It's about time that God get gets what he paid for, and he paid for our ultimate victory in every area and aspect of our lives, not not just, you know, pie in the sky, not just heaven as our home, not not just to escape hell, but he paid for our victorious life here on the earth as well, and so how do you tap into that? How do you receive that? It's by faith. Your faith that you overcome the world and become the more than a champion, the more than a conqueror. So it's exciting. Go back and listen to that. If you didn't listen to it, it will charge you up for your day and get you ready to go out and conquer everything that's coming against you, trying to contain you. You're about to break through it. So anyway, today I want to talk to you about the word. I'm going to start a series today on the Word of God. The Word of God. You were born again by the incorruptible seed of the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Did you hear that? This scripture is found in 1 Peter 2.23. I'm going to read it to you in the Passion Translation. For Through the eternal and living word of God, you have been born again, and this seed that he planted within you can never be destroyed, but you will live and grow and will live and grow inside of you forever. Amen. You have been born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abides forever. You were born again of the word. You were created by a word and you are held together and your days are prepared by a spoken word. A spoken word. You you have been created by this. You have been held together by this. The, the word of God was with God and the word was God. Let's turn to John chapter one, verse one, and reading to verse three. 
in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and nothing was made except that it was made by a Word. The Word of God made everything. God spoke things into existence by the power of his spoken word. There was never a word spoken until God himself created the word, created himself, procreated himself, and the word began to speak. And the very first thing that the word speaks is light be. And then light began to proceed as a creative force of God through throughout all and creating all of the construct in which everything would be made. And that's where we get the singing light theory and this, and, and, um, this theory that Dr. Um, uh, Gates developed, I think, back in 1973, not developed, but dug out and was bringing forth this theory of the singing sing the singing string theory and and how that everything is made up out of vi- vibrating filaments of light and when you were born you were when you, when you came into this realm and you were planted in your mother's womb there was a burst of light that happened why because you are a child of light and you came from the father of lights but this all came because of a spoken word and I'm not going to get too heavily into the the mechanics of it. I want to start with a story. I want to start with a very biblical story um, found in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17. And uh, I want to share a story with you, like I said, um, to create uh, an atmosphere in which I can get into the mechanics but I want this to grip your heart that everything begins with a spoken word and everything is held together by the spoken word. The most powerful thing in the world is a word from God. Words are life and words can be death. The power of the tongue you will eat the fruits of it. Life and death, the Bible says, is in the power of the spoken word, the tongue. The tongue uh, is is a fire. And if you can tame your tongue, you can. You are greater than somebody that can take a city. Why? Because words really matter. We used to hear this, you know, when we we're growing up as kids and our teachers would say, you know, don't worry about it. Don't worry that Bobby called you that or, or Susie said this about you because, you know, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words can never hurt you. And, and that's just a, a lie a lie from the pit of hell because words are the most powerful thing. Words will be implanted in you and words will grow up and produce harvest. Words will shift things. Words uproot mountains and and destroy the powers of darkness and, and can even destroy people's lives if you don't watch what you're saying about people and families and situations. Don't be, don't be led into speaking something that you should not because when you speak a judgment, you'll be meted out, meted out with that same judgment. Words are powerful. Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. So I just want to get into this story right away and and begin to start our series on the word of God. So the story goes like this. It's about 3.16 a.m. and I am woken up out of my sleep with thoughts of intimidation 
swirling imaginations and I and I know that are all coming from the end from from the enemy that's trying to stop the dream of God from happening in my life. So I, I get up and I begin like I do. I begin the war of words. And as I begin to parry with the weapons of my words I that I've received from God through through various resources and I began to come against the noise trying to contain me. I, I began to transform my mind. I began to remind myself of the promises of God that are yes and amen. And I began to decree and declare the word of God over me and my family and the, and the prophecies, you know, and you just you begin to stir yourself up with the word. Because when the enemy came against Jesus in, in the garden, in, in, sorry, in the wilderness, after he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he was led into the wilderness. He went into the wilderness where he was led in the wilderness by the Holy Spirit for those 40 days. Holy Spirit did not leave him and Holy Spirit will not leave you in your wilderness experience, but you must use the word because the enemy, check this out, the enemy used the word against the word because he knew that nothing could penetrate the word unless the word received a word. Ah, get, I don't I'll try to break that down for you. The enemy used the word against Jesus. Because the enemy knew that the only thing powerful enough to displace Jesus is when he believed the word of God concerning him and twisting it and turning it and trying to defeat the very word himself with his very word. So the enemy came to Jesus and said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. You're, you're hungry, Jesus. You're, you're hungry, and, and I know you need something. And he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but hear the word of the Lord right now. But man shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Father. Don't think that your words are not powerful. Don't think that your words aren't needed in situations and circumstances. It's not time to shut your mouth. It's time to proclaim the word of God in season. It's time when the enemy shows up in on, on your territory or on your place, you need to use the, the word of God and begin to displace the enemy. So the title of, of this story that I want to share with you, this podcast that I want to share with you is, Is There Not a Spoken Word? And this comes from, like I said, 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 29, where it says, And David said, What have I done now? Is there not a cause? What have I done now? Is there not a cause? In this story, well, the backstory of this story, the second king of Israel, King David, after he has been anointed by Samuel to be king, is sent to the front lines by his father, Jesse. David is sent with bread for his brothers and 10 blocks of cheese for the captain of their 10,000 soldiers uh, within their regiment of within the armies of Israel. David gets there and he sees that 
Israel has been being taunted by uh, the children of the Philistines, and specifically by one Philistine who is nine foot nine tall, and he came out and he was asking for them to for Israel to send out a champion, and basically let's just save all the guys. I'm here. If you think you're God's chosen people which I don't think you are. If you think you're all that, send out somebody to fight me and whoever wins the battle will be the slaves of the other person, will be the servants of the other nation. So David shows up and as this Philistine is coming out on the 40th day, it's interesting how Jesus was in, was, um, in the wilderness for 40 days. The 40 is, is a significant number in testing. Like a lot of times you'll go through testings and, and, and if, you, if you even think about it, maybe many of those days were even 40 days because a, a full testing comes to fruition within 40s. There's a 40 years in a generation. So it, Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. This is the 40th day and, and the deliverer, David, shows up and these, this Philistine is, is making all kinds of rants and, and, and things against the children of Israel and taunting them. And so David shows up to give bread to his brothers. His brothers are Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammah. Abinadab means, I'm sorry, Eliab means strength. Abinadab means generosity, and, sh and the third brother of the eldest of the eight brothers is Shama, which means spectacular, not Shema, Shama. So he shows up to bring bread, to bring sustenance, to strength, generosity, and the spectacular. And he hears all this going on, and his Brothers, hear what David is saying, and they begin to say that he's nosy, that he's just, you know, that he needs to go back to his few sheep, and he needs to mind his own business, and, and begins to say, they begin to say things against David to belittle him. You need to understand, when you show up as an answer, the enemy will always try to belittle you, and under your own strength, it is impossible, but David had spent time in the presence of God. David began to knew, know who he was and who he belonged to and who his Savior was and that he was anointed. If you've received the blood of Jesus Christ as the payment against the sin of your life and you've been recreated in Christ Jesus, guess what? You are an anointed deliverer that is showing up to destroy the works of the evil one. And so David began to ask questions like, you know, what will be done for the, for the Israelite that destroys this uncircumcised Philistine? And, and they begin to belittle him, like I said. And then David is like, who is the beloved? David means beloved. He says, he says to strength, generosity, and spectacular, is there not a cause? Is there not something that we are rallying around here. But David began to say, is there not a cause? People 
rally around a cause. People begin to rally around something of issues and maybe maybe around issues of Black Lives Matter or or around, you know, poverty or around different other things like cancer, the destruction of cancer. And, and we need to rally around things to defeat cancer, the homelessness and rally around people that have been affected by, by disasters and floods, uh, uh, earthquakes and, and tsunamis and rally around people and, and, and bring security and healing to those that have been abused. And, and there's all kinds of worthy things that, that you, worthy causes that you can rally around. But I want to tell you today, that is not what David was speaking of on that designly design, divinely designed day. When, when, when David shows up and they begin to belittle him and they begin to tell him to get back to his few sheep. And, and, and as people are telling you to get back to your containment, you, but the enemy is through people trying to get you to stay within your containment of your few little things. And David just rises up within him. Allow the spirit of God to rise up within you with a little bit of uh, holy anointed contempt for the works of the evil one. And allow the Holy Spirit to rise up within you and decree and declare even as David said that day. But I want to tell you, David didn't say merely a cause to rally around something. Oh no, it was far greater than just addressing a symptom that sin or the enemy concocted. Did you hear that? David was not speaking on that divinely designed day. David was not speaking or addressing a symptom that sin or the enemy concocted. This statement or question is, is there not a cause goes all the way back to the original intent, the original dream, the original plan God himself designed before there was anything. David shows up and he is already anointed a king. I want to tell you today, the Bible said that when you got born again, you became a a whole new species of kings and priests. David shows up anointed as a king, as you should show up every day anointed as a king. David shows up already anointed in the presence of the king because of his regiment of praise. David shows up knowing who he was because of the anointing found in the midst of praise. Do not belittle your time of praise unto your God. You must spend time praising God. And in the midst of the praise of God, your words will create a power position and God will be manifested on the power of your praise. David shows up and sees this formidable force, formidable force on his promised land. David shows up that divinely designed day and sees the enemy, this formidable force on his promised land. David shows up Here's the foreigner spewing vehement vomit of accusation, false information, and intimidation. David shows up, and all of the children of Israel are cowering from the trespassing foreign champion. David shows up, and here's the reward that will be given to the man that can take out this daunting and taunting enemy. David was not just being defensive to a jealous older sibling. Do you hear that? 
when when strength, generosity, and spectacular begin to belittle you, you don't react defensively to that. David was not reacting to intimidation. David was not just trying to falsely pump or, or puff up himself like Hans and Franz. We come to pump you up. No, it, David was not just trying to falsely puff himself up with limited resources within his temporary realm, uh, trying to fix a current situation. Oh no, David was invoking something far greater than just a rallying cry or a knee-jerk reaction. David shows up and does not just just offer a rallying cry that will summon mere soulish valor or honor. Oh no, the question that David presumably asked is in fact not a question at all. David shows up and makes a declaration. Is there not a spoken word? Is there not a spoken word? Is there not a cause? Should be, is there not a spoken word? For the Hebrew word for cause in this scripture is davar, D-A-V-A-R. It's actually pronounced davar which is more correctly translated spoken word. Did you hear that, ladies and gentlemen? David says, in the midst of everything going on, is there not a spoken word? What have I done now? I'm tired of all. Do you not know that there's a spoken word over our promised land? Do you not know that we have a promise from God? God told Abraham that this would be our land, Isaac, and then Jacob, and it came down to us. We have a spoken word, and if we have a spoken word, we have everything we need to win every war that we are in. David shows up and makes a statement that reverberates all the way back to the foundation of covenant promises that were established by a spoken word. David's word that day was reaching way back to Abraham. Did you hear that again? As he was being renamed Abraham, sorry. David's word that was reaching way back to Abram as he was being renamed Abraham. Instead of just a father, he became the father of many nations. David was making a prophetic proclamation that had already been established by the creator himself. David's bold statement on the 40th day of containment began to call on all the resources of every created realm to begin to come into alignment. When you say these words, is there not a spoken word, Father God? There is a spoken word, Father God, over my family. There is a spoken word that is over my body that says, by his stripes we were healed. You need to add your faith to these spoken words and see God manifest and things come into alignment for you and your family and your legacy. David's declaration out of his mouth began to set the wheels of deliverance in motion. Ladies and gentlemen, God is no respecter of persons. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no shadow of changing in him. God said, I am God, I change not. If, if God did it, 
for David. He can do it for you. In, in, in 2 Samuel 8, 14b, it says, the Bible says, the Lord gave David victory wherever he went. So ladies and gentlemen, according to these promises I just shared with you, if the Lord gave David victory wherever he went, I want to tell you this is the truth. He has obligated himself to give you victory wherever you go. God is no respecter of persons. If you can find where it is written, you can decree and declare it. If you can find the spoken word in the word of God, like, like I said earlier, 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes we were healed. If you can find where it is written and you speak what was spoken, you will have the promises that are yes and amen. The question then that we need to answer today in our lives is, do I have a promised land to possess? Is there not a promised land in your life that you need to possess? Is there a prophecy speaking about our victory or our future? Is there a spoken word over our lives? God has spoken something into your spirit of who you should be and what you should do. If, you, if you've never had some, a prophet show up to you, I want to let you know you came into this world fully loaded with more spoken words that God specifically put on the inside of you to produce power and position and platforms and places. He did not send you into this realm unprepared but sent you into this realm fully loaded. I would suggest to you to call to remembrance the words, the impressions, and even the scriptures that stood out to you and seemed to jump right off the pages and begin to the declare them. I want to get into, and I'll get into a little bit more detail about my, my, my Rhema word book. I have like some 300 scriptures that God gave to me personally that I've went over time and time and time again. And so that I've not memorized them, they actually became part of me. And I can stand up and preach for hours without even opening up the, the precious word of God because it's been hidden in my heart. It's been unveiled in my heart. Okay. David knew that Goliath, this uncircumcised, uncircumcised, uncovenanted man, had no right to be on Israel's promised land. Has the enemy, guys, has the enemy illegally come upon your land? Has the enemy illegally come upon your body, attacked your body, or attacked your children's body, or, or your spouse's body? Has the enemy breathed accusations against you through even... Well-meaning believers, has, has the enemy come against you in these ways? Has the enemy showed up with intimidation on your promised land of your health or your wealth or your influence? If so, then don't cower like the mere men that, that did that in this story. Don't cower. Some, I mean, your physical strength and generosity and, and the spectacular. These people will faint in the day of battle. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you, instead, we need to be like the royalty that God has designed us to be and show up as kings and priests on the day of battle and in the face of the enemy with a two-edged sword in our hand, in our mouths, make our declaration unto God. Decree and declare the promises of God in the midst of the torment in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. Do not be intimidated by the vain imagination and the exalted thoughts generated by the words of a defeated foe. The noise of the enemy is trying to capture you. The enemy's intimidating noise means nothing when you believe the word and speak the word of the Lord over your life. I'm going to get into this a little heavier in the, in the days to come, and I'm going to repeat this scripture to you, but I want to just start off here. Proverbs 25, 2 says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of, a, of kings to search out that matter. Cause was, was, was um, um, definition that they used instead of spoken word, and now we have the word matter. The, it's the glory of God to, to uh, conceal a matter, and that matter, that word matter there is actually the word again, dabar, which is spoken word. So it's the glory of God to hide a spoken word, and it's the glory of kings to dig out that spoken word. God has put words within us that are supposed to come out of us at certain times and certain seasons. They are called now words, a rhema word, a word that is alive, active, and sharper than any other two-edged sword. The What prophetic words, words do is to create pathway for words that were downloaded into your into you at your conception. The word of God is a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet, a foundation to my life, a health to my flesh, strength to my bones. I am what it says I am. I can be everything that the word of God says I can be. When heaven connects with earth, everything changes. When heaven connects to earth, enemies are scattered. One major way that heaven connects to earth is through the spoken word. Can you hear the word of the Lord today? Jesus said the words that he, the words that he speaks are spirit in their life. I'm going to go into this a little deeper in a later episode, but Isaiah 48, 6 and 7 says, you have heard, see all this, and you will not declare it. I have made you hear new things from this time, even hidden th things, and you did not know them. They are created now and not from the beginning. Ah. And before this day, you have not heard them, lest you should say, of course, I knew them. This is an anointed season of creating with the Lord and devastating the enemy of your dream through the two-edged sword coming out of your mouth. This is the day to decree and declare the word of God. I want you to begin to dig out words 
that you received. I want you to dig out your rhema scriptures. I want you to start going over this. I want you to let you know that that you are powerful, that when you show up into any circumstance, you have a ready word that was prepared to speak and begin to create an atmosphere. Matter of fact, you can create an atmosphere before you go even go out of your house this, this day, before you get up out of, you can create an atmosphere by the power of your praise. Begin to praise God and you will let God arise in the midst of you because God travels on a spoken word. He sends his his angels to accomplish his word. The Bible says that his word will not, in, in Isaiah 55, 11 and 12, says his word will not return to him void. How does it not return to him? It's got to come out of you. As you put the word of God in abundance of your in your heart, out of your heart, your mouth will speak back to God and God will hear it. And then he will send his angels to accomplish that very thing that he sent his word to do. So you want to open up the angelic realm. God will come on and angels will come on the word of God that you are speaking. Speak forth the word. Do not let the enemy shut you up and sit you down and keep you contained. As you speak forth the spoken word and promises of God, you'll begin to shift and change everything thing against you. Father God, today, I thank you for these amazing people that are listening to this. May they be stirred up by the Holy Spirit and by the anointing today. And may, Father God, you give them grace to dig out, Lord God, and see the word of God and decree and declare the word of God. Father God, an anointing of, of hunger and thirst for your word, Lord God, come upon this audience this day in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. Shanda Hallelujah. In case you don't know what that was, that was me speaking in my heavenly language in other tongues. Hallelujah. I bless you guys today. Receive the anointing and hunger and thirst for the word of God, for it indeed will shift and change everything in your life. I can't wait to continue this this series on the word of God, but this is Barry Miracle. I'm I'm about to sign off, but before I do, please go to barrymiracle.ca. That's www.barrymaracle, B-A-R-R-Y-M-A-R-A-C-L-E dot C-A. If this has blessed you, I'm asking that you would sow a seed into our ministries. This uh, Doing this podcast costs me 80, about $8,500 every year. Um, and I, I need support because I'm not getting, you know, fine, I'm not doing this for money. I actually don't do anything for money. You know, God supplies our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I'm not concerned about that, but I want to invest my money where it's where it's making a difference in people's lives. So if this is making a difference in your life, can you please go to our website at barrymiracle.ca and and make a donation there. It will go to my ministry, Take Charge Ministries, and you can get a tax deductible receipt if you're in Canada. And I would appreciate everything that you can do there. You can also buy my book and you can um, just get a lot of resources there and enjoy uh, the word of God that I have on that site. So bless you guys. Look forward to next week. This is Barry Miracle signing off. For now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, You have two great days in your life the day you were born and the day you discovered why. 
in these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.